0: You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday. Isaac, how you doing, man? Good to see you, brother. Good to hear. I thought you had quit on me, man, and just didn't tell me, man. How you doing, bro?
1: Hey, Doc, I'm willing. and I'm blessed, man. Been away for a little while, a little travel, a little business. Uh, I'm back in my co-pilot seat right now, though, man, so. How you doing, Doc?
0: I'm well, man. I'm blessed, man. I'm thankful, man. I just I can't tell you how thankful I am, man, and how healthy me and the family are, man. How's yours, bro?
1: Everybody's well, man. We well and we blessed, man. Pushing forward, pressing on.
0: No doubt about it. Now you talking about the travel. Now hold on before we get started, cause I've got a couple things I want to talk about. I've got to talk about Aaron Donald getting yep. that loop. Got to talk about the NBA mm-hmm. Finals too, man. Also got to you know talk about DK Metcalf. These receivers, some holding out, some going to uh, uh, OTAs. Well, I got to start off with you, bro. You just uh, had this Isaac Bruce Foundation camp in St. Louis over the weekend, man. Tell me about that, bro, and how did it go?
1: Well, Doc, we were fortunate to have our 15th fifteenth football camp, man. So we had uh, another about close to 600 participants, uh, uh, elementary age. And after the elementary age, a two-hour session, we do a two, another two-hour session with uh, junior high Uh Uh, all the way up to age 14, and it was good, man. It was fun. I mean, uh, the participants, they learned the value of teamwork. Uh, They got some skills, some football skills, how to uh, catch the football over the shoulder, how to run a, a precise slant route, Doc. So that was one of the things that I saw happening, and we had actual quarterbacks where everybody got an opportunity to have a center come from under the quarterback and deliver a ball to one of the other participants. So it was fun. Um, we had great coaches who volunteered their time. Uh, host of huge uh, magnificent sponsors, man that helped me Dick Sporting Goods, Ameren. Uh, they came out and they helped us uh, set up everything. Chick-fil-A provided the, the lunch for the coaches. So it was awesome, man. Lou Fuse has always been so gracious to allow us to use their uh, their facility for the football camp. It's actually the facility where uh, when the Rams were in town, where we went to work every day. So they took over that that property, and uh, it's flourishing, Doc. So just the just the camp itself, man, we were able to uh, have photo ops with our scholarship winners from St. Louis, uh, one being $5,000 and another being $2,500. And uh, it's so funny. They were coming from their actual graduation to come and take that photo op with us. So it was special to have those families participate in that. And uh, those those two girls going off to school, man, and looking to make a huge difference. Uh, in our community and in our society.
0: And I saw that, man. I was asking, I said, that look like Earth City facility, man. But I looked at yeah. the name. I said, no, nah, I'm looking at the glass. I, that's Earth City. So, okay. I, I thought that was, you know, the former workhouse of the St. Louis Rams, yeah. man. And, and another thing, see, hey, them, hey the man, them, them sponsors ain't on the run pass option, man, I'm bleeping all of that out. That was for Isaac Bruce Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> join me, join us. And also in a slant route, bro. I know you were excellent coach, but man, even Deion Sanders said no one runs routes like you, bro. Come on, man. You can you can show them. You can show them. But can't nobody run. you the best route runner probably in NFL history, man. That's arguably or non-arguably, bro. So I'm pretty sure you you showed them the mechanics of running a perfect slant route, but no one can because no one has the kind of body control you have, bro.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's a difference between running routes versus air and then running routes in a game, you know, setting. So, Doc, I'm kind of like Magic Johnson. Remember when he coached the Lakers?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah.
1: he was trying to coach the Lakers. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's yeah. trying to get his message across to guys like the great Nick Van Exel and uh, Eddie Jones trying to get his, his message across. And, you know, they get frustrated and they say, listen, bro, I'm not Magic Johnson, okay? Yeah. You yeah. are. You're the yeah. coach. And everybody just can't do it. So, what came easy to the great Magic Johnsons, what came easy to the great Deion Sanders, and what comes easy to the great Doc Holiday? Doesn't come easy to a lot of people because it's a gift that you guys have and you're trying to impart that gift. Once you once you're able to impart it and that, and that person is able to receive it, maybe you can start to, you know, do it with ease, just like some of the greats do. But uh, I think coaching is, is for other people, not me. <laughs>
0: Well it looked like it looked but, like uh, it's every,
1: always fun, man. It, it looks like fun.
0: all the participants had a good time, man. It like yeah. you had a lot of children out there. I mean, young young people out there. So that's good, man. Uh, but speaking of the Rams, hey bro, the LA Rams just did something they I knew they were gonna do, especially when Big Dog was like, you know, I, I can retire right now if I'm good, man. But Aaron Donald got that loot, I see. He get the he get the rework contract, three years, 95 million, another 65 million guaranteed off of the 86 guaranteed he already got. And he had three years left on his current deal, including this season. So they was like, you know what? We're going to go and pay you, bro. We got to pay you, man. You know what? You're an eight-time pro bowler, seven-time all-pro, three-time defensive player of the year. (laughs) And my whole thing is that when AD was talking about, I could just retire right now if I I wanted to. I'm pretty sure the Rams were like, hold on. We got to get this done. So how huge is that for the Rams? to? Because you got to give it to them. They are investing. They're not just happy with one Super Bowl. This dude is easily their best player. And they're, they, they, they're, their chances of winning another Super Bowl without him next season it, it, it decreases tremendously. So what does that say about the Rams organization, man, making this commitment to AD? And I know AD like, yeah, give me my loot, man, if y'all want me to stay here.
1: Well, Doc, I think, you know, first and foremost, I think that this was never a, a debate. It was never a contract negotiation from the standpoint of, that had any malice in between it because you know everything you just mentioned is true so at we people as media we have to dig something you know you know negativity sales and drama sales I don't think there was any drama in the these negotiations between these two parties because number one Aaron Donald has really superseded everything they drafted him to be when they drafted him at the 13th pick his year when he drafted him and Todd Gurley so to, for, for this guy to blossom into, he, into who he is, I don't think they're, they're, I think they were just getting the numbers right, just making sure that everything fits. They were going to get this thing done either before the season or during the season, but it was going to happen, Doc. I think it was, uh, you know, well earned by Aaron Donald. He led us to a Super Bowl. He uh, capped it off with a sack of Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl in our own stadium and just the way he performed all season long. And Doc, we said it many times on, on other podcasts, just about how having Aaron Donald in the fold, how he changes every all that the entire atmosphere mm-hmm. of those other guys in the room with him. He makes them better. He makes the 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 the, the linebacking crew better. He makes the the back four better yeah. because of his ability to rush the passer, his ability to play the run, and his ability to be just a nonstop guy that's willing to share what he has. So. Man, he just he just affects and just impacts the entire locker room. And maybe then we don't we don't know him as a a, as a person, how he is every day with everyone else walking around uh, uh, the facility. But I would imagine this guy just being one of the, you know, high character guy that we just could not afford to allow him to retire right now. Right now. And I don't believe it was ever an issue uh, with the Rams thinking he was going to retire. You know, it was just something you know, with all the accolades that he has, he can contemplate that and mm-hmm. say, you know, am I good or do I want to go back out? And I think the, uh, the latter of that statement, he wanted to just go back out and just really, you know, push on, try to get another Super Bowl. Because when you win one, you want two, Doc. That's just the way it is.
0: And I can be, man, thirty thirty one more than $31 million a season. He becomes the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL, man, uh, um, I I I done been in you know I have been in locker rooms, cat make you know because you 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 were big bang with the Rams, you know cats would say a little something to you, but they wouldn't say too because you were just kind of stony faced, but you know you you know you wouldn't interact with them like that, be playing with them like that, but somebody like AD man, he he big dog, but he come after getting that much loot. How, how did that play in the locker room? Because sometimes you have some jealousy, but I can't see dudes really being jealous of AD, but you have a lot of jealousy and hater 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 racing dudes in the locker room but i really can't see anybody being too jealous of aaron donald because it seems like everybody in that organization respects him especially on that team and got major love for him bro well
1: doc i've learned this uh you only attract what you are so so if if jealousy is coming towards you from that person i think that person has an issue deep down inside with jealousy with envy and uh and being envious i mean Uh, You know, from my personal standpoint, I don't think it even even comes up. I mean, there are certain topics in the locker room, you know, one being you don't count another man's money. That's being one. You don't bring his family into certain situations when, you know, you're just, you know, hanging around in the locker room. Those things, they should never happen. I mean, do they happen? They've happened before, but they shouldn't. But when you look at Aaron Donald's resume, Doc, he's the hardest working player on the team, Doc. Mm -hmm. And that's very evident from the way he comes to training camp. You know, we talk about during the NBA basketball playoffs, how some guys come in the training camp and they have to play themselves in the shape. That's not the case with Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. Aaron Donald comes in the shape. He's in the best shape. I mean, I don't know if he's just standing up taking pictures uh, for the the Instagram, but somebody's taking pictures of this dude and he looks immaculate and he looks like he's ready to go out and dominate and get another All-Pro, another Pro Bowl and another Super Bowl. So that's the way he comes in. So he's the hardest working guy. And you want to reward those type guys. So you want to let these guys know that, you know, if our best player can come into training camp in shape, what do you think you got to do? How do you think you should be coming into shape? You got to be in shape too, because he's holding you accountable, not by his words only, but by, by the way he shows up. His actions are speaking louder than his words towards everybody in that building.
0: Now, with Aaron Donald coming back out of the Rams, the team to beat in the NFC, I say yes, again, because for one, they Super Bowl champion and they only – they ain't really lose nothing. They added Bobby Wagner in linebacker. But what do you say? You think the Rams, NFC, the team to beat in the NFC? Well,
1: Doc, I'm a I'm a, I'm a Ram. I'm a homer. Uh, you a Ram also. I don't yeah. know if you're more homer than I am. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Hopefully, this is what I hope happens, man. You know, after this ring ceremony, that's going to happen this month here in June. Mm-hmm. You get your ring. You wear it for a couple of days. And, Doc, take it off. Put it in your closet. Do, it, do whatever you got to do with it pull down last year's banners, get them all out of your house because every football season is a new football season. The one thing that you have that you didn't have last year right now as a Los Angeles Ram is a target on your back. And every other team that lines up against you, particularly the ones in in Seattle, the ones in San Francisco and the ones in Arizona, they want to match and see what they have based on you, based on the way that they play you and the other, other teams that get a shot at playing you this year, they're going to give you their best game. You already have the toughest schedule. Uh, You have the toughest schedule in the league this year. So you're going to be playing in games that you probably weren't used to playing in last year, year. meaning, you know, if you got to go to New York and play New York this year, guess when it's going to be? It's going to be in December where you're going to have some inclement weather and everything against you. But I hope the Rams just wipe everything out of their memory for right now and just wait till they retire to really, 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 Reap the fruit of their labors as far as winning Super Bowls, and just go back to work. Doc, put your head down. Go go somewhere down in the valley somewhere and practice. And get some of that heat and get ready to play another season, man. Because uh, you know, they're gonna get everybody's best
0: shot. Great damn advice, man. I want to ask you this too because I, I didn't I just I just thought about this and this this still football, but Antonio Brown was on a podcast with Ryan Clark. You know they used to play together in Pittsburgh, and Antonio Brown says something I wanted to ask you about it because Antonio. Brown, I guess he was telling the truth. That's why. That's why I asked the question about you know cats being jealous of your money when you get paid and you're on the NFL team. Antonio Brown was on. He was on there talking to Ryan Clark. I think Channing Crowder was was in. in no, Fred Taylor, your boy from, from, from Florida. He and he was looking. Antonio Tony, Tony Brown said, "Now I'm gonna tell you something. When I got that money spent, when I got that first big contract, the first day I signed the when I the first day I signed the forty million dollar contract." I came to practice the same day. Man, them dudes smacking me upside my head. He said, Ryan Clark, man, Ryan Clark. And Ryan Clark sitting right there, man. Them y'all cats were jealous of me, bro. They were jealous of me. Because Ryan Clark, when the dude smacked me upside the head, I cursed him out. Then Dick LeBeau said something, so I cursed Dick LeBeau out. And Ryan Clark screaming, he wasn't even in the drill from across the field. See, I told you, the minute y'all gave him that money, he was going to change. And, and, and Tony O'Brien said, oh, y'all best. Y'all were jealous of me, man, especially you, Ryan Clark, because you be signing autographs until I come. Then when I come, all the fans, all the fans leave me, leave you, and come over there to me. So I, and that's why I asked in situations like that, man, because I like Ryan Clark because he, he's well-spoken. But I'm like, hold on, bro, because Tony O'Brown basically said, you are the guy that they, the coaches went to to go try to calm down, basically, the rambunctious Negroes. And I'm like, damn, bro, Ryan Clark was was you that dude? I mean, do you? I mean, not calling names, but you do have them kind of players on teams, man. So I, I was kind of looking at Antonio Brown differently because I know what happens, but for him to share that and him to look at Ryan Clark and tell him, man, you was that dude, man. Basically, you know, call you know, calling not calling him, but implying you know he was the company dude, bro. What well,
1: what doc? here's what I learned right here about money. Money doesn't change you. Mo- money doesn't change anybody. Money, money is like, what money does is makes you more of what you already are, Doc. Let's just be real, man. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can be at a point where, okay, if your contract is coming up in the next couple of years, you can keep a lot of stuff under the radar. But as soon as you sign that contract, Doc, you can sometimes say, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm done being, being, this two person, I'm not, I'm done having two faces. I'm going to be a one face person to everybody. And uh, yeah, there are people who (laughs) some coaches will look over and and, and expect some other guy to go calm this guy down, do whatever you can to calm it down. They may choose that because of the same skin color. They may choose that because, you know, they always see you two together Mm -hmm. in the locker room, whatever, when it, where is he, wherever he is, there you are. They may try to use that just to get, get the situation calmed down so we can go on with our practice doc or go on with our meeting so it's definitely it's definitely in the locker room man the locker room <laughs> doc the locker room you know the locker room is like something where every conversation every topic yes. of conversation is had man yo, you, you, yo. there's nothing held back so when you get guys who host podcasts like like we are and like they do yeah Doc, I mean, these two are on the field. You can't lie about what happened. You, yeah. You're going to have to tell the truth. And I, I remember what you did. You remember what I did. You remember my responses. I remember your responses. Yeah. And that's what makes a great podcast. And, and these guys are just being who they are. It's hard to have two faces and really be successful, I believe. Doc. I, I used to be in that spot, yeah. man, where you know I give one face to the media. But at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm speaking and talking differently to my friends, to my family. And Doc, it's hard to do it now. It it, it makes my mouth hurt trying to do that. So I got rid of that, that other face. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to be the authentic Isaac Bruce that I am. And if you don't like it, that's your fault, your problem, not mine.
0: Yeah, big facts. Big facts on that, man. Big facts. And talking about fault, I don't know who had fault with this, man. But uh, uh, other, you know, uh, DK Metcalf, Seattle Seahawks superstar receiver. DK, you want a new deal, bro. He's been in the league three years. He got more than 3,100 receiving yards, 29 touchdowns, more than 200 catches. But he wants a new deal. He's still under his rookie contract. He's set to make, I think, just under $4 million this year. That's after watching Tyreek Hill get 30, almost $30 million a year. Devontae Adams gets $28 million a year. And his former teammate at Old Miss, A.J. Brown, going from Tennessee to Philadelphia, he getting $25 million a year. So DK like, nah, you know what? I'm chilling. I'm good. Now, if he misses all three days of uh, a uh, Seattle Seahawks mandatory OTAs, I think he's gonna lose about 90 some thousand dollars. But is that money right. worth trying to prove this point? And like, no, nah, bro, I'm not going out there to y'all pay me money.
1: Well, well, Doc, let's 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 start off this way. We can say this AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, they got the brakes beat off him when they can't came down to Memphis and played those Tigers they, they did they, did. they so, sure did uh, uh, <clears throat> we'll start off that way they but, sure did you know what doc <clears throat> I think here recently I think with the uh with the money going up for the receivers guys are eyeing that they see it happening their 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 representatives are seeing this happen and doc guys want a piece of it so there's always different approaches you can take to let people know that you, you're ready for a new deal doc I'm ready for a new deal too <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm ready for a new deal. Yeah, I want to yeah. re up this deal, and we're all looking to re up. So, I think uh, here lately, I think some other guys have given us uh, another avenue as far as you know we can we can hold in, and that means you know you go to training camp or you go to the mini you go to the mini camp, but you don't participate until your till your deal is done. So that way you don't get fined. You're able to keep your ninety five thousand dollars, and I don't know how much he's making this year, but you can keep that portion of money. Um, you know, and it goes to your bank account, you know, we make that money go work, but you don't miss any time. you just letting the team know that, listen, I'm here for this. I want to be a Seahawk, but I also want a new deal. So I think he has every right to do that. And you got to remember, he was a second-round pick. He wasn't mm-hmm. a first-round pick yeah. like some of these other guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some of these other guys already have money, uh, have, have a lot of money. And uh, he's, he's looking to cash in as well. I mean, you just look at his stats. You just read them off, and I'm, I'm really shocked, Doc, I mean, because I I really see DK Metcalf as a straight line guy, uh, a guy, you know, he's gotten better at getting out of his breaks, but I think he has a little bit more growing to do as we all do. But as far as being up there at the same level as those guys, as far as playing, you know, he he would be a second tier guy to me. But at the same time, his, his numbers are what they are, Doc. I mean, considering being in a system where Pete Carroll wants to run the ball first, Mm -hmm. you know, that offense has never opened up for DK Metcalf. So we really don't know what he can do, what kind of player he can be until he has a quarterback that can throw it around probably maybe 40 times a game. And he gets what, 15 of those targets and uh, we see what he does, but it is different ways to do things. And I'll give one example. Uh, You know, I I think it was uh, the year after we won the Super Bowl, myself, and another one of my teammates, our contract was up at the same time. So, um, you know, they could only max out one guy and, you know, him and I, you know, they they had to decide who it was gonna be. It was If it was gonna be Isaac or this other person. Now, now here's what I learned, Doc, from this situation. The, The other guy whose contract was up, every day you knew about it, Doc. Every media outlet knew about it. Every time they put a microphone in his face, they knew his contract. They, they probably ask him, how'd you do in the, in, in the one-on-ones against the, against the tackles today? Well, my contract, you know, if I get my contract in, you know, he'd always throw that in that Doc. You know, and that was his way of handling that, Doc. Fortunately for me, I had been taught a little differently, Doc. So, uh, you know, for me, I, I felt like I would keep it as low-key as possible, uh, not really answer questions about it because, you know, it was in my control. It wasn't out of my control. So, so basically what I did, man, I learned some of my, I took some of my biblical principles that I had learned from the word of God uh, about seed time and harvest. Mm-hmm. I believe Genesis 8 and 22 says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. So what I did, man, I went, I went and got some, some, some monetary seed and I sold it to one of, you know, to the parish where I was uh, mm-hmm. worshiping at that time and died. I, I kid you not. The decision maker. The decision maker at that time for the Rams, he announced, he said this. He went to the, to the owner and he said, you know what? This entire training camp, we have two guys whose contract is up. One guy has been telling us about his contract, how he needs to do this. He can't practice until he does this and this and that and all of this. And we had to hear this all day. The other guy ain't say the word. Let's do the guy's, who, let's do the guy's contract who hasn't said a word all summer long and let's go ahead and re-up him. And doc, as I see here, I was the one that got re-up, and the other guy had to leave. So there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's the right way, and then there's the opposite way, Doc. So if you get something out of that, man, God bless
0: you. Oh, praise <laughs> to the most. And I think the other guy he's talking about is Kevin Carter. I say his name. He ended up going to the Tennessee Titans. Isaac is not going to say i have been around Isaac for more than 30 years. So I'm I'm well aware of this situation. So he's talking about big Kevin uh, Kevin Carter, KC, good guy now. Big dog, Florida Gator, he, I mean a good dude, but it is what it is, man. So that's who he's talking about, people. He's saying the other guy, I'm telling you who he is. It's, it's Kevin Carter. So I got you. It is one, it, it is more than one way to skin a cat, man. So you know, hopefully DK gets his loop, but I'm with you, bro. Because that's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to ask you. What tier is he on? Because I don't think you on the 30 million, the 25. Million. It ain't me to say that, but I don't think he won that tier. But 17, 18, 20, okay, bro. I I I see that based off how people are getting paid now.
1: Yeah, because the jury is still out, Doc, because like I said, he's been rolling with Russell Wilson and and granted Russell Wilson. He wanted to open it up. You Mm. know, he they wanted to let Russ cook, you know, but at the same time, their offense became so predictable that it kind of stunted the growth of maybe DK Metcalf because. You know he he, he the, the entire the entire route tree wasn't open to him because mm-hmm. they were a run oriented offense man and they were looking to run the football first. That's just Pete Carroll's mentality: play good defense, run the football, and stop the other team from running. That's just what they do. So now, if if his DK Metcalf's wings have been clipped just a little bit, maybe so. I'll say yes to that. Now, and now you lose Russ.
0: Yeah, you don't well, have Russ anymore. yeah
1: So. So now you have a, a different quarterback in there. You don't, you've never played with him. You're not going to know him until you go to training camp. If you go to training camp, uh, it, it's solely based on if you get a new deal or not. And, and, and Doc, I think, uh, you know, with the right coaching, with the right scheme, with the right quarterback play, DK Metcalf could be one of those guys. But as far as his production is concerned, that's what the general manager, the owners are going to be basing off. The amount of money he receives based on his production already seen. So his hands are kind of tied right now. So his his film is already out there. So they got to go and watch the film and, and determine, you know, where where does he fit in the slot of those those guys who are getting that money, uh, like like the kid in Buffalo, like like the like the new kid here in Miami. Um it's just gonna be up to him now.
0: And speaking of production and speaking about hands being tied, man, it's hands not tied and, and defense as well, man. This NBA finals, bro. Celtics and Warriors, man, at, at, at on re, as record time, which is today Wednesday. Game two is to game three is tonight. But this series tied at one game apiece, bro. Boston surprised Golden State in the first game. Came by went crazy on their ass in the fourth quarter and won the game. Game two, Golden State at the crib. You don't expect them to lose two games in a row, and they don't. You know they didn't. So they went crazy in the third quarter and shut that down. But they've been winning, man. And my question I want to ask you is because. Klay Thompson have been shooting well. Steph Curry doing this thing, he hooping. That's what you expect from him because he wants an NBA Finals MVP. And I think if they win this Finals, he'll get it. But Klay Thompson is, you know, he playing like hell right now. So I'm, at, can the Warriors win, bro? If Klay Thompson keep keep shooting like S H I, you know, the other T, if can can the Warriors win if Klay Thompson not shooting well? Because I in game one he had 15 points, six or 14 from the field, three or seven from three point range. We know he a three point shooter and they lost. Game two, he came back just 11 points, 419 from the field, 1-8 from three-point range, can't hit nothing, and they won. So, do you think Golden State can beat Boston Man if Clay keeps shooting the ball as, as horribly as he's shooting it right now?
1: Well, Doc, I think it'll be tough slaying because, I mean, when you talk about the Splash Brothers, you, you're not only talking about Steph Curry, you're talking about Clay Thompson as well. So, those two right there are what's considered the best shooting backcourt ever in the history of the NBA uh, basketball. So, um, you know, he's still still, uh, garnering attention. Uh, He still has that rep of being Klay Thompson, where we see where he's getting open shots, but those shots are just not falling. I think in game two, we seen him get to the rim a couple of times, Doc. Uh, His little his mid-range, he was shooting over and uh, he was missing layups. Uh, I think the biggest thing that's happening right now with the Boston Celtics being uh, the number one defensive team in the league all year, and particularly in the playoffs right now, they're forcing him off the three point line and they're making him put the ball on the, on the ground. So, I mean, some guys aren't used to doing that. I mean, you know, I remember when we playing our Saturday games, you, you're just a catch and shoot guy. I knew <laughs> um, that. that was a scout report on you. So, so what I would do is I would run at you and attempt <laughs> to make you put it on the ground. Uh, I would force you to give a, a quick pump fake, but you stay behind the three-point line and shoot it again. So I think that's what's happening to Klay Thompson. They're, they're making him put the ball on the ground, which he probably isn't used to. You got to realize he's coming back from two horrific injuries right now. Yeah. And he ain't played that much basketball. So I think he'll be better next year than he is this year right now. But at the same time, they need him right now in, this, in these finals. They need him to make some shots. I think he will. I think he's a guy that uh, he, he works at his craft. I mean, I heard from another report how he goes and watch former game sixes that he's been involved in. We've seen this guy hit 50 points, uh, 60 points with yeah. only 11 dribbles. So that being said, that scouting report is out there to, to force Clay Thompson to put the ball on the ground, try to get by you, and, uh, and, and, and I'll score at the rim. I mean, uh, the, I think his defense, because he was a two-way player, I think his defense is starting to pick up. Uh, for the Warriors but yeah I mean it's going to be a collective effort do I think they can win with them playing that way I think they have enough off the bench with guys like Jordan Poole yes and you have you have the other guy that's coming in the guy that looks like uh Wilt Chamberlain's son uh uh, Porter or Otto Porter and he comes in these guys are yeah these guys are effective off the bench so they're Mm -hmm. kind of really supplementing those points that you would get from Klay Thompson but Doc I'll say that say this He's going to have an explosion game. He's going to have one of those games where yeah. he has 30, 35 points. And it's going to happen either either, either these two games in Boston or when they get back to uh, San Francisco. But I wouldn't count Klay Thompson out, and I think the Warriors can win it. But uh, it's going to be tough sled for him.
0: I think what people are discounting is the fact that he, he, he was out about 900 days, bro. Now, he came back in January. That's a lot of basketball to miss. And that's a, you know, that don't mean he totally in shape and got his legs under him, bro. He just started playing in January, so he probably some fatigue there. And his his body's still healing up. So, but you're right, bro. When Clay Thompson gets fully healthy and he gets that trigger man again and get that red dot, and I expect him to do it in this series. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) What'd you say? You said that trigger man, that Memphis trigger man? That that Memphis (laughs) trigger man. When he get that Memphis trigger man and get that red dot, bro, they better watch out, man, because – I'm telling you, dog, when, when he gets back fully healthy, he is one that can get loose on him. But you're right. You made a point, man, because when he's ineffective, because Jordan Poole, and you made game one when they lost, Clay Thompson didn't shoot well. Jordan Poole didn't shoot well. Either he had nine points. But game two, Klay Thompson didn't shoot well. Jordan Poole did shoot well, and he had, like, 17 points. You know, hit that, that half-court shot. So he is the one that helps make up for what Clay Thompson isn't doing well. So. Uh, but I still like the way Boston playing, man, and head coach Emei Udoka, man, that brother, man, doing an ex- excellent job with Boston. I think he didn't already won the season. Even if they don't win this series, he's won the season by being the first-year head coach, man. How impressed are you with what eman has done, able to turn that team around when they was, like, in a hole midseason and how he has them guys right there right now? Because I don't think he's getting enough credit, man. Cats have to respect you and really know what you're talking about especially in the NBA when they money guaranteed when they ain't got to listen to your ass. So how impressed are you with Ime with what he's done, man?
1: I'm very impressed, Coach, I think, uh, with, with Coach E-May. Um, I think the better coaches in that league and any league uh, are, the coach, are the coaches that coach everybody, Doc. I mean, everybody gets coached. Uh, you see at times when Jason Tatum is walking to the bench, he's getting coached. Jalen Brown is getting coached. Marcus Smart, they're getting coached. He's saying something to these guys and making sure these guys are in the right place. And uh, he's done a tremendous job, though. I mean, starting off in round one, he swept the, 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 the Brooklyn Nets. He swept them with KD and with Kyrie. That was the only sweep of this entire playoff. So, And then from there, he, he beat the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks, with, with Giannis, one of the ascendings, probably the face of the, the NBA right now. And then unfortunately, he ended up beating the Miami Heat, who, has, who stands for culture and guys who's been there. They have championships as well. So he's been able to push the Boston Celtics to the NBA finals, tied tied right now, one to one and pushing and giving the uh, Golden State Warriors everything they can handle. So he's done a tremendous job. I don't think he gets enough credit. I think he's he's really, once again, a pioneer, one of those apostles that are opening the door for a guy like Darvin Ham being in Los Angeles right now, guys who have been career-long assistant coaches finally getting their opportunity. And, Doc, let's be real, they've seen it all. I mean, E-May, he's coming from under Greg Popovich, who's won some championships. They've seen it all as far as making adjustments, how to how to slow down a superstar that you're playing against, how to get a superstar a ball, uh, get get him the ball that's playing with you. They've seen it all. So just to be in that, that, that lead seat, the guy only standing up on the sideline right now, he's done a tremendous job.
0: And NBA and NBA teams have done a tremendous job by getting the magically melanated head coaches, man. 30 teams, 15 of them are magically melanated, a.k.a. black man, bro. So salute to that, man. Getting those opportunities to coach. And Darvin Ham with the Lakers now, going with LeBron, I mean, I'm glad that that young fella, I mean, he ain't no young fella. He's about my, he about older than me. But, you know, he's getting that opportunity to do that, man. And it's good to see these brothers getting these chances well, they're getting opportunities, not just chances, because that's the difference, getting the opportunity and getting a chance. So uh I love the way what Coach E-Man is doing. And before we get out of here, though, man, salute to the Miami Heat, though, because you probably didn't listen even after y'all lost. I gave y'all major props, man, since you say I don't be talking about them. Because Jimmy Butler did everything he could, playing hurt, bro, playing hurt yeah. them last two games. Dude yeah. fought through all of that, man, and pretty much wheeled them almost by himself to beating a great, Boston Celtics team with the great head coach and Ime Udoka. Now, what do you think y'all need to do, man? Because Jimmy Butler did everything he he he, he could. Your boy Bam, man, he got that. Bro, this is what I said. Isaac Bam out of Bayou going to mess around get his ass packaged up out of that this offseason, dog. Because he didn't show up when they needed him to show up. And they need another dog to go with Jimmy who's ready to be doggish all seven games and Bam out of Bayou was not that dude, man, because he let Robert Williams the third pretty much punk him, bro. So I I, I want to let you you know give your Miami Heat some props, but I'm giving them props too. I'm not just giving you the floor on Miami, bro. They balled out. Victor Oladipo coming back healthy. He's that dude. He he can become that dude. But Bam got to give y'all something, man. And, and Kyle, well, oh, but Kyle, oh, dog. Pat Pat Riley said Kyle like, <laughs> he to lose some weight, dog. He, he was a little. He was a little toughy there. He he was a little fluffy, bro. I mean, but what what, what but nah, do you yeah. say? What, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Nah,
1: listen, listen, if anybody knows about fluff, what is know what mean, if anybody knows about fluff, see hey, but, Ooh, but, but if anybody what? correct. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, if, if if I'll throw the rock and I'll let the dog <laughs> do the bark, So um <laughs> listen, let's say let's let's say this, man. Let's say this. You know, the Miami Heat. And, you know, we just talked about the Boston Celtics. They have a coach where he coaches everybody. The same as Pat Riley. Pat Riley, his effect on a lot of coaches in his league, you can see it. Uh, From the Jeff Van Gundys to the the Stan Van Gundys to Eric Spoelstra, they coach everybody on the team. And you may think it's calling you out, but to me, it's correction, edifying, and making sure that you come back better than you was next year. I mean, yeah, he just said, Kyle Lowry, man, listen, you got to be on the 18% body fat, man. And that's one of the things I've always said about Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, man, is that, you know, I think he's underachieving, Doc, because he's a, he's a, he's a great player. He's been yeah. in the all-star games. He's a champion. But I don't think he gets in the – he doesn't take his, his health and be in his shape uh, as, as – he doesn't make it a priority as he should, Doc. And, and one thing about the Miami Heat, we're going to call that out you can ask Shaq, you can ask Alonzo Mourning, you can ask D Wade about the culture of Miami as, as far as being in shape and having your body fat tested once a week. Doc, it's tested down here, man. Some, some, some guys have money based on just the way they look in their uniform, man. That's just the way it is down here. So um, you're right. I think Bam needs to, to, to up his game. If not, I know Pat Ryder is always looking to upgrade upgrade the roster. And, and nothing's going to change this offseason. He's going to be looking for guys or a package of guys that he can probably come in and affect this culture that we already have in set. Um, There's probably only one guaranteed guy is going to be on that roster next year, and that is Eudonat Haslam. So that's just the way that works. So um, yeah, we got to step it up, Doc. And I just don't see Pat Riley. You know, he's being he's 77 years young, sitting back with his arms folded, being content with what we saw on on uh, on on get that game seven. We're about winning championships, Doc, and he's going to build another championship contender. He's going to do that.
0: Yeah, and I like Kyle Lyra, man, but every time I see him, I just be one like, yeah. hey, bro, give me some m He just look like he keep candy on <laughs> He's like, hey, bro, you got some m on you? Like, why would you think? Because you just look like you keep candy on you, bro. Give me some MMs on some 9-Lady You want like, one of like, these sneakers? You want, you you don't want one of these twinkies. <laughs> man, No. You? No, you, 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 see, that's what I asked you one time. You just I said, bro, you want one of these cupcakes? You were like, man, that's just fat. I, I know that why you saying it. You like, man, that's that's fat. Like, all of, like, what, what, bro? I like cupcakes, man. You know what I'm saying? But I had to eventually, as I got older, I need to drive a little weight. I don't need to be 230, 240. Bro. That's how I look. But, uh, and lastly, you done this hassle. What dog? Is he a player coach? Or, I mean, I'm with it. Yeah. Okay. So, Doc, there's, there's been, there's been, uh,
1: you're, I don't know if you remember. I mean, I wasn't here around, you weren't around. But but Bill Russell, he was a yeah. player's coach for a while. Yeah. You know, we've seen player coaches, guys who can, you know, set the culture. We, we remind the locker room of the culture. Sometimes the locker room team team they, they may rebel against the culture a little bit, but he's the reset guy. Make sure everybody gets back on the same page. Hey man, this is what we do. We don't do it like that. This is how we're gonna do it. Okay. And they may ask, okay, why are we doing it like this? And all he has to do is point to the Raptors. We got championships based on. The way we did this right here, so I mean, he's that he's that coach in the locker room, and I think he's been doing it for the last what nineteen seasons, uh, you know, with the Miami Heat. And uh, if if we have a roster spot for him again, he's going to be plug and play, plug him right in, let him play.
0: Nah, uh, okay, because I, I wanted some clarification that he the reset guy. He's not the gunline guy right now, right? He's not gun line ball. He ain't... the reset. Okay, all right. Because I'm like, are you the gun line? Are you the gun line guy, dog? Or are you the okay? You the reset guy. Don't be the gun line guy, dog. Don't be that guy. But I got you. Man, anything else you want to add, man? Before we get up out of here, bro.
1: No, man. It's great to be back in the co-pilot seat, man. I think the show's uh, it's awesome and growing. Uh, the listeners uh, are multiplying and uh, having a good time doing it, man.
0: They really are, bro. I mean, they really are. I be check. I try not to check the numbers too often, but they are growing, bro. And you know, I you know the run pass option YouTube channel. I'm I'm put this up because I'm, I'm I you know I wait. I try to wait till you on the show to put it on the YouTube, you know what I'm saying? So good to see you again, brother. Good to hear your voice. And that's going to do it for another great episode of the Round Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. We out.